feel like this podcast might be longer than the actual Dr. Horrible. It is. (laughs) (laughs) It is. Hey, welcome to the fourth episode of Anna Gary Knows Everything, a podcast where we talk about art, what it is, how it is, who it is, where it is, why it is. I think those are all the question words I know. Um, this episode, I'm joined by my darling friend, Mia Fanny Pack Wanger. I feel like that sounds mean, but she just has a fanny pack. She likes to wear it. She likes to hold small things on her person, right on her hip. She's a woman on the go, and we talk about Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. What, what more do you need to know? Oh, one tidbit. So this is the fourth episode. I'm not, not sure how to spell fourth. I never am sure. A U's in it, right? There's a U in it. Hmm? <laughs> When, when, I, when did you first see this? So I was like late to the game. I was late to the game too. Yeah. Cause everyone talked about it. Everyone was singing the laundry day song in high school. Uh Everyone was singing laundry day. See you there. And I was like, what is this? Uh And so I guess it would have been the first time I saw it, I think was my junior year of high school. Mm -hmm. I can't remember if I saw it before we analyzed it. In my high school English class. Oh, so or... everyone was analyzing it. Oh, everyone was analyzing everyone it. Everyone analyzed it, it. He, like, gave us <laughs> a script. Uh-huh. He gave us, like, the full, like, plot printed out, and we, like, went through uh-huh. and analyzed the plot line. He was really into it. But a lot of my friends were in the class, uh-huh. and they were all, like, Dr. Horrible lovers, so it was, like, a fun time, because mm-hmm. it was, like, we were, like, it was, like, the advanced English class, so we were all the, like, speech and debate theater nerds, uh-huh. so... I think the first time I saw it was my freshman year of high school. I don't know why or how I found it. I think I was listening to, like, uh, Pandora, the app, and it just, like, came up, and I was like, what's this? It came up on Pandora? Yeah. See, I only thought it existed on YouTube. I didn't realize you could find it other places. Yeah. I don't know if the ver. I don't think the version on YouTube is, like, a legal one. Oh, definitely not. Absolutely not. But that's the but only that's one I show to it. people. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, you know what? I found out this was directed and produced and written by Joss Whedon. Yes. Yes, Which I did. did not know. Oh, yeah. And you know what? I think he's fine. I don't think he needs, <laughs> I don't know if he needs my money. No. No, he definitely. I don't believe he does. He definitely doesn't. Something interesting I found out is that, um, well, so I saw this my freshman year. You saw it your junior year of high school. But it came out in 2008. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize it was that old. Um, apparently it, was, it came out during the time of the 2007-2008 Writers Guild of America strike. Yes, there was like a whole thing about it. I did know that about, about it. it. Yeah. I don't remember the exact details behind it. You clearly did your research. I I mean, all I wrote, I looked on Wikipedia and I <laughs> wrote down the phrase written during the 2007-2008 Writers Guild of America strike. Yes, I remember that too, but I don't remember <laughs> why. I wanted to know a little more about the Writers Guild of America strike, so I looked it up. Um, it's the 2007 to 2008 strike was the longest they've had since 1988. 
It began during routine contract negotiation between the WGA and the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers, the AMPTP. Uh, The WGA was demanding a share of revenue from internet sales slash streams, which is crazy to think they had to ask for that. Really. Um, So this was started in 2007, November, so things were really just beginning to pop off on the internet. We'd all just learned what it was. Uh, iTunes was letting you buy episodes of stuff. Netflix started their streaming service in 2007, and Hulu started theirs in 2008, like a month after the strike ended. So the streaming was going to be very big, had already started, and, you know, they should get paid for it. Crazy to think. The strike lasted like 100 days and was actually pretty damaging to the entertainment industry. God bless their sweet hearts. It led to a drop in ratings, some TV shows were canceled, there was a significant loss in ad revenue as well. It is estimated to have cost the LA economy over $3 billion, billion with a B. Crazy. And because networks didn't have any new episodes to air of like their scripted shows, uh, they were working with reruns and turning to reality programming. Uh, speaking of which, I recently saw some peak reality programming myself, a little little production called Below Deck Mediterranean. I've never seen or heard of the original Below Deck, but apparently this is a spinoff. It's just people being bitchy on a cruise, and it's like they're all the employees of the cruise. It's very exciting. Um, I saw it when I was at work, so I (laughs) heard with no sound and, like, lagging subtitles, but I was fascinated. And while we're talking about decks, I was recently accused of preferring the sweet life on deck over the original, and I don't, I don't know why anyone would say that. It's maybe the worst thing that's ever been said to me. So the strike ended in February, and it gave the WGA members residuals for online viewership. Yay! Uh, and, and at a much higher rate than they were previously getting paid for DVD residuals. Even better. Um, again, this is a super basic outline, just the facts. If you're looking for more on this, I suggest the Wikipedia page. It is very dense. I started to read it, and then I got tired. I said this is too dense. I just want <laughs> a general understanding of what's going on. So I mainly turned to this nice article on history.com. I'll put it in the, the bio. Um, there's also an interesting Hollywood Reporter article that has a million quotes from all the people involved from, like, various points of the industry, whether they were, um, like, showrunners, late-night hosts, people who own, like, the big companies who were like, I don't think anyone should get paid but me. Oops. Moral of the story, unions are good. They're good. Um, People really have to unionize and fight for their rights because, uh uh-oh, generally giant companies do not care about those individuals, even if they are an integral part of the creation process. And uh, if people don't have the power to advocate for themselves, then they will stay undervalued and underpaid. So unions are good. Um, Unions are so good. People need to unionize. We all deserve better. Okay, one more thing while I'm here. Ronald Reagan was a bad president. He didn't value unions. I won't I won't keep going, but the list goes on. Um, 
air traffic controllers unionized and were like, hey, treat us better. And he was like, no, you're all fired. We're just getting in a bunch of new air traffic controllers who aren't trained. LOL. Go off. Regan. Um, back to the episode. Bye. And it was written by Joss Whedon and two other Whedon brothers. Apparently there's a whole passel of them. Uh, Joss, Zach, and Jed Whedon. And Marissa Tancheron, who's Jed Whedon's wife. Oh. I know. Okay. Written by all four of them. Okay. So if you're like me, you probably have a vague idea of who Joss Whedon is, but you're not 100% sure. Um, all I know is that just saying his name, it he seems annoying. I have no backing for this. So I did a little Snoopy Snoop check, and you may know him as being the creator of many a TV show, including Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Angel, Firefly, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., he also uh, co-wrote Toy Story, apparently, and was nominated for, like, an Academy Award or an Oscar. Are those the same? I don't know. My research was very thorough. Uh, and he also recently wrote and directed the first two Avengers movies. So, I think this kid might just make it. Okay, so Neil, Neil Patrick Harris is the star. He is our titular Dr. Horrible. And also... Leading cast are uh, Nathan Fillion and Felicia Day. Mm -hmm. And then I think Simon Helberg is also like, listed up there, even though he does literally nothing. Say, what What does he do? He is, like in theory, Dr. Horrible's sidekick. Oh! His, his name is Moist. Moist. <laughs> Ugh, yes. And he's always wet. Oh, you know what it is? Just... Okay, I'm sorry. I'm going back to the Josh Beacon thing. That's, that's spiraling. Spiraling. Okay, so... I think it's how, in how, I can't remember if he appears in How I Met Your Mother, because I also love How I Met Your Mother, but a lot of the characters, or the actors that he likes to work with, are in How I Met Your Mother, hence they're also in Dr. Horrible, Moist, and, oh wait, that's Big Bang Theory, I'm crossing everything yeah. right now, wow, I'm tired, I didn't have coffee today, uh -huh. let me just put that out there, um, yeah, I'm, uh, on... I'm not allowed to have caffeine for 24 <laughs> hours, because I'm doing like a... Like a tear thing, like a tear X assessment. We're oh, I thought you tomorrow. meant like crying thing. Oh, <laughs> I'm doing a thing where I have to cry a lot. <laughs> I can't drink caffeine because I'm trying to cry to get all my emotions out. No, I'm doing a no, tear I can't. Thing. I can't drink caffeine <laughs> because I'm doing an assessment for like my metabolic resting rate tomorrow. So, I'm it's, the thoughts are like wires are crossing. Good thing you're editing this. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, Simon Helberg, that's his name, right? Yes. I'm gonna say Okay. Yes. Let's say it is. Um, so he is, like, it's such a small role in it that I was like, oh, he must not be famous yet. But he was. Because that was, Big Bang Theory Big was Bang around. Big Bang Theory started in, like, 2007 or 2008, so right around this writer strike. And I was like, huh, because he really has nothing to do. He shows up maybe three times, and it's just like, I'm wet all the time. Yeah. And I love him for it, but he does nothing. Um, alright, let's get into the plot. So what, so what happens? So we're following, uh, Dr. Horrible, mm -hmm. a.k.a. Neil Patrick Harris, uh, who multiple times proclaims that he has a PhD in horribleness. 
unclear, unverified, that's all I'll say. Uh, and he wa- really wants, more than anything, to be inducted into the evil league of evil. evil. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he's not a very good supervillain. He's not effective. I don't think any of his things work. Um, right off the top. Oh, it's also, like, in a weird vlog setting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just, like, straight onto camera. Did anyone else start watching iCarly when it came out when you were in elementary school and think you were going to start your own website video series and become very, very famous? Was that just me and my gang? I don't know. I think becoming iCarly famous was, it's my American dream. Which I think is, at first I I thought like, oh, it must be like a little separate video diary, but then later on... He says, I should really pay more attention um, to what I'm saying in these, because apparently the LAPD and Captain Hammer, his arch nemesis, are watching, (laughs) and then, like, foil his plan that he laid out via the vlog. Yeah, the whole vlogging situation here is not really smart, because if he's trying to get into the evil league of evil, but then just keeps showing up on his vlog, clearly very defeated. Yeah, and very honest. And very honest about his He's like, you know what, that didn't go well. Shows up, like, beaten up and, like, (laughs) covered in dirt. He's like, well, I, um, didn't quite go as planned. (laughs) Like, no, no, it really didn't, dude. And so, our boy, Dr. Horrible, I'm saying this in quote, loves this random woman he's never spoken to because I guess he sees her at the laundromat and that is love. That is love. That's love. Um, her name is Penny. It's played by... She's played by Felicia Day. Um, She's, you know, your classical, like, oh, I'm a good Samaritan. She is absolutely nothing. She is like a glass of tap water. She's so boring. Yeah, really. She really is. But they make her like the perfect, like, oh, here, I'm I'm doing a petition to help the homeless people. Yeah, her whole personality is I want to help the homeless, which is a good thing. But yeah, oh yeah, don't get it, don't get us wrong. <laughs> Helping homeless is a good thing. Try, not trying but to dump on the homeless. They give her this whole moral background of like being this great person, but then there's no substance she is beyond no... that that we can find. Yeah. And I get like they're kind of all three of our main characters are kind of like archetypal, but and somehow it just feels so much worse with her. It's just like more glaring that there is she has no substance. Yeah. Or well, like I mean we could get into Cap we'll get into Captain Hamber. Yeah, we will. Okay. But um But just another note about him being just a bad villain, because he's the he's supposed to be horrible. He wants to be in the evil evil league of evil, but then here he is. Anytime he's around Penny, he's like, Oh, but I need to be a good person. So clearly he's having some sort of horrible life crisis midlife yeah. horrible crisis <laughs> i don't know what you want to call that yeah he's interesting cuz when okay so he has to like do this heist to get what i believe they call wonderflonium which i don't mind it i'll allow it what's the kind of like kryptonite but like unobtainium i think that's the one in like the marvel universe that's ah like I think it's Captain America's shield and other things. Oh. It's, like, a nice magic metal. And (laughs) on, like, the briefcase that it's stored in, it says at the bottom, do not bounce, which I think is funny. Didn't notice that. Just saw it. 
Um, okay. <laughs> and so he has to, like, do a heist to get that to make, I guess, I assume his freeze ray. His freeze His freeze, freeze ray, ray, which we hear a lot about. Which eventually turns in, or are we getting there yet? Sure. Spoiler alert. Eventually, it becomes the death ray. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Um, and he does so seemingly by just putting a piece of tape over it that says death, covering up the freeze. So it just yeah. says death ray. High level stuff. Anyway, so while he... <laughs> Those are really important details that I have not <laughs> thought critical. about. <laughs> um, so while he's, like, planning the heist, he throws this little, like, cylinder thing um, all the way the across the street and it attaches to the top of the car that the Wonderphonium's in, which is really amazing because he's very far away. It he's, is an amazing throw. He's very, he's kind of a frail, nervous, he's a sweaty frail guy. Man. And he's talking to Penny and Penny's like, please help me. And he's like trying to like plan out this evil scheme, but he's like, oh my love, but oh, the Wonderphonium, but oh my love for this. Yeah. Sweet so, like, nothing his, girl. His little thing attaches. My <laughs> sweet little nothing girl. <laughs> his thing attaches to the van, which apparently gives him full access to drive the van by his phone. I've never questioned these <laughs> things before. I'm really glad you're questioning them. I was just like blindly like, wow. Like it just attaches. I don't know if it's to the hood or like the top of the car. And then he opens up his little 2008 iPhone and it. Honestly, it looks kind of tragic, because you're like, oh, 2008, it was different. Um, and there are, like, three buttons. It's like, brake, gas, wheel, and you're like, okay, all right. So he it's starts like, driving it. It's like, okay, we're playing Wii, we're on Mario Kart. Uh, yeah. um, <laughs> and then Felicia Day shows up, and she's like, do you want to help the homeless? And he's like, ah, blah, blah, because he's flustered, because he's trying to do a crime. Um, and then sweet love of his life, even though this, I, this is probably the first time they've spoken. And what, his name, his, his nice person name is Billy? I think that might just be his name. Okay, Billy. So, Dr. Horrible, bad guy, Billy is in love with Penny. Yes. That's when he's like, oh, I'm a nice person. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she's like, oh, can you help me with my petition? He's like, okay, like, mm, cause he's very busy. Mm-hmm. It's not a good time cause he's stealing. Um, and so she like starts rambling off stuff like from her petition and he's like half listening and she's like you don't care do you and he's like no no I care it's just bleh. and then it looks like he's constipated it's really he looks, he's really stressed moment. And I, how do they how does he get out of that he just know. eventually signs it like very hurriedly I guess he like signs the thing and then she's like okay like I'll see you at, like, the laundromat. Oh, yeah, and she goes, like, wait, I know you, right? Yeah. And he goes, yeah, you do your laundry every, like, Tuesday and Thursday every week, except for, like, two times last month when you weren't there. But, uh, but that could have been somebody else. And she has no qualms about this. She's like, haha, okay. <laughs> she's, a, she's a redhead, not a blonde. She is a redhead. Um, okay, what happens next? Oh, and so then Captain Hammer shows up. And he's like, I'm a god among men. He has these, like, really intense dishwashing gloves that he keeps on the entire time. <laughs> they're big and they're, they're black and they're, they're just crazy big. Yeah. They're meaty. Um, a bad t-shirt with bad graphic design. <laughs> he just has a plain black t-shirt with, like, a yellow circle and a hammer on it. Yeah. And that's his deal. 
This um, whole movie kind of looks like, or this whole film is looks very low budget, but in fact it was not. I did look up the budget once. Uh, it was only like $200,000. But they made a joke about how like the budget was like a donut. I heard that somewhere. What does that mean? I don't know. Their budget was <laughs> their budget was like all their own money and a donut. Like, yeah, because I don't a... think anyone got paid like at the time it was made. Yeah. From what I read, and like they've since made, I think I read, uh, according to Joss Whedon, they're like he, after the fact he's like, yeah, we've made like three million dollars off of it. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. He, I can. I'll keep watching that YouTube version. Yeah, Joss is fine. You. Joss is fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's directing Avengers movies. He can handle it. So is Neil Patrick Harris. Like, they're all fine. Um, we stand Neil Patrick Harris, though. He was, I saw him in the Gay Pride Parade this last summer. Oh, just with around? With his kid. No, on a float with his kid on his shoulders. It was a precious Which kid? Moment. He's two. I couldn't tell you. Neither could I. I haven't stalked his kids <laughs> yet. All I know is they wear, like, cute family Halloween costumes. They do. They do. Yeah. I guess he picked the favorite kid, probably. The other one might have been there with the other... Nope. With the other de- nope? Okay. I doubt it. Highly doubt it. Yep. <laughs> so well, then, um, Captain yeah. Hammer shows up. Sidebar. <laughs> and, um, is like, I'm gonna fix everything. He really, he just makes a big mess. Because he's, yeah. not, he's not really paying attention to anything that's going on. He's just kind of, like, on top of the car, like, He's ah. like, look at me, I'm Captain Hammer, let me be a very toxically masculine man and try to save the world and then mm-hmm. just, like, fuck everything up but just also be like, hey, look at me, I'm still cool, so no one cares. Yeah. And so Dr. Horrible at this point is, like, flipping his shit because he really needs this heist to go very well. Yes. Um, otherwise he's not going to get into the evil Otherwise he's not going to get into the evil league of evil. Because he's already gotten a letter that's like, we received your application, we're looking at it. Mm-hmm. He, which he thinks is a good sign. Bad horse. What's his name? Bad horse. Bad horse. <laughs> the uh, the lead of the eagle le- evil league of evil is bad horse, and bad horse got da 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 got the letter. Blah blah blah. So Doctor Horrible's freaking out. He's like pressing his two thousand eight iPhone app for all it's worth. Isn't that like when the iPhone came out? Right. Or, like, around then. Honestly, I don't, I don't the, know. The iPhone ten was recent, and that was supposed to be, like, the decade mark. It's, like, 2020. I have no concept of time anymore. 2008, I just think about Hannah Montana. <laughs> oh, I, I just think about... To, to be honest. Um, 2008, Hannah Montana. I think I was in the fifth grade. since then. I don't know. That 12 years <laughs> in between Hannah Montana and this current moment. No don't know how clue. we got no here. No memories. Um, <laughs> so then... Uh, he loses control of the truck, uh, realizes it's about to hit Felicia Day, and so he's, like, pressing the brake button over and over again. It is not braking. He is not a good scientist. And so then Captain Hammer just, like, hops off and pushes Felicia Day into a giant pile of trash. (laughs) But, but... The button does eventually work. The button does eventually work. And so Dr. Horrible stops the van right before... It hits it Captain hits, Hammer. It hit, hits Captain Hammer, and Captain Hammer sticks his fist out, and he's like, stop! He's like, even like, though the van would have just, like, hit him, it definitely would have. Like, he, did, he doesn't he doesn't have, seem like, to have any powers. He doesn't have than... any powers other than, like, <laughs> toxic masculinity. And <laughs> just being awful. <laughs> yeah. And just being a bad superhero. But apparently he's like, oh... Hmm. I you know, stopped the van. Oh, look at that. his little hands out, and then it comes to a stop right in front of him, and he goes, huh, okay. <laughs> and he's like, 
Huh, okay. Oh, right, there's that girl over there in the trash. I know, Felicia Day slithers out of the trash, stumbling over herself. Just big deer, (laughs) deer in the headlight eyes, just like sparkles. You can see them radiating. You can see the love beams. She's been hit with the hand of Captain Hammer, and that is the love arrow. And now she's been struck. Yes. Um... (laughs) Oh, Captain Hammer, you saved me. So now Quite literally. they're in love, basically. Yep. Pretty much. And From zero to 100 real quickly. <laughs> That's how a lot of this storyline goes. Yeah, zero Dr. Horrible is watching from the side and he's like, really? He's like, is this, this is what's happening? Yeah. Oh, I know one of his, like, because it now becomes a song between mainly uh, Captain Hammer and Felicia Day. Or Penny, as her character yeah, name is yeah, known. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they're singing, and they're like, ba, ba, ba. And she's like, thank you so much. And he's not listening. He's like, I'm awesome. I'm hot. I'm good. And then uh, Dr. Horrible's in the back. He's like, really? Did you, noti- did you notice that he threw you in the garbage? Which apparently she did not care. Um, she just crawls right out. Because, you know, just the idea of being saved by a big masculine man. Yeah. Wow. It's the dream. It's the dream. Um, so now they're... Oh, also, no, she's so in love with him that he's choking out Dr. Horrible. <laughs> she went so... We missed this part. When when she slithers out of the trash like a, like a fawn on new legs coming into big, big steer or big deer. I don't know. What's... Buck? What's the... I'm yeah. Not, coming to Papa. A stag. <laughs> coming to the stag. <laughs> when the fawn comes to the stag, the stag is just like choking out Dr. Horrible and she just doesn't even see him there. Like no, it's she... clearly it's clearly Billy. Like if she would look over, this whole plot line would be busted because she would be like, wait a second. It's so much within her field of vision. It it's really crazy. is, but she just has tunnel vision. I she know, has she... those big hard eyes that go a wooga, a wooga for Dr. Dr. He's wow, not a doctor. Really. Captain. Captain. He's um, the Captain Hammer. So now they're back at the laundromat. And now Billy and Penny are just chatting it up. They're having a great time. And he's like, oh, like, what are, what are you up to? And she's like, oh, I went on a date. And he's like, mm, great, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Constipation. He's like, amazing. I love it. Um, which is better than how he behaved before. Because then uh, the song that I thought was called Laundry Day, which apparently is called Freeze Ray. With the freeze ray, I, I will know. stop. Time. The world, the world. Nope. Which one? <laughs> stop time. <laughs> well, that's another verse. I didn't know which verse you were gonna do, but stop the world. The first one. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. I used to have. Uh, well, fuck well, I chronological still have it. order. I have a High School Musical board game at my house, and so there's the board, and there's like all the different areas of the school you have to go in. I have no real memory of how you play it, um, but the only thing I remember is it comes with a CD. And <laughs> you have to put it in, go to, like, whatever track it says, and, like, listen to the words and fill in the next lyric. And it would be hard, because they'd play it twice, so then the first time you'd think of, like, the first time, and then the second time you'd be like, oh, in the second chorus it's like this, but they still wanted the first chorus. Okay. That took a minute <laughs> for me to process. It's really? not a good board game, and I don't know why I have it. Yeah, but I was like, okay. I wish I had it here right now. In this moment. In this moment. I, I also had a really Little's Pet Shop board game. What? what? Yep. I had Little's Pet Shop, but a board game? Yep. 
okay. at the board game. Also in my house, I have three versions of Clue. Ah, uh, yes, we had a lot of Clue. Yeah, we had an old one, uh, a new one, where they try to, like, reinvent the wheel. Mm-hmm. And, like, the board's different. You're not, like, in the house. You're, like, just going around the town square. Uh-huh. And you have to, like, look with the key and then spin the wheel for to, like, decode messages, and it's a mess. Um, and then I also have a Harry Potter one, which is also a mess and hard to play. Anytime they try to make, like, something themed for... It just doesn't work out. <laughs> Speaking of Clue, as I constantly am, I recently tried to buy Clue for my apartment here and could not be found. I was at Target. They had every other board game... And the only type of clue they had was one of those bullshit mashups with, like, Clue and Guess Who, which looked like an absolute nightmare. I would never get it, even if it wasn't $15. I would never buy it. I would never betray myself like that. I got sorry instead. And you know what? Had a great time. Had a wonderful game night. We all betrayed each other. There was backstabbing. Ooh, sorry. Go back to start. It was, uh, terrible. Hearts were broken. Friendships destroyed worth it. Speaking speaking of Clue again, has everyone seen Knives Out? Knives Out is very good. It is not a Clue movie, technically, but it pretty much is. Perfect film. There was Clue books that we had along with the Clue. Mm -hmm. Because my brother read one to me when I was little, before Mm -hmm. I went to bed, or he told me about it, and like Dr. or Dr. I keep saying Dr. (laughs) Mr. Green was the killer in that book. And then I dreamed about Mr. Green killing me that night. Wow. I remember that <laughs> dream in very, very excruciating detail. I don't remember a lot of dreams, but that one was from when I was like eight, and I still remember the whole thing. Who's your favorite out of the cast of Clue? Well, I really, I know there was like some, oh, Mrs. White was another character. Mm-hmm. She was, I always assumed she was an old grandma. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Mr. Green. There was some, like, you know, you're, like, there was a per- precocious, like, young, like... Miss Scarlet? Miss Scarlet. I wow. loved Miss Scarlet. Wait, There's were Ms. they Scarlet, all Ms. colors? Peacock. Yes. Well, Miss Peacock, I guess, isn't a color, but her thing was blue. I mean, blue. I would assume purple. No, Professor Plum is purple. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wait, wow. I forgot Scarlet, all these names. Miss Peacock, Miss White, um... Colonel Mustard. I think it's Reverend Green. Not Mr. Green. Reverend Green? I think it's Reverend Green. No. I think the Reverend did it. Interesting. Interesting. Also interesting, I just got... Oh, no. Those were last semester. I'm not in Tapper Business and Spray. (laughs) I was like, what is... Okay. We good. Um, So back at the laundromat, (coughs) Neopatra Cares pulls out a bag... And he's like, oh my god, I ordered one Froyo and they gave me two. Haha, <laughs> do you want one? Oh, there's even an extra spoon. I know. <laughs> um, and their Froyo looks terrible. It's just plain white. It is plain white. There's nothing on it. And you're like, ooh. And she just eats it up. She's so excited. Because apparently, because she loves Froyo. She loves Froyo. She loves Froyo. Different. He pays attention. Important side note. So I recently learned that all the frozen yogurt on the smash hit TV show... The Good Place, Rep in Paradise, um, is mashed potatoes, and 
that made me upset. I learned that from uh, the official Good Place podcast. Very good. Give it a listen. Um, but people, people say, oh, I could act. I just, you just lie. But really, mashed potatoes, frozen, you think you can do that? You can't. I feel like everyone just likes it, though. No, That's not, like, a special thing. I'm not lactose intolerant, people. Well, that's not them liking it. That's them being weak. <laughs> so it's different. Um, <coughs> Interesting. Blah, blah, blah. Throughout the so laundromat. This becomes, like, a thing that they do. He, like, weasels his way. Like, they make a little friendship. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, while they keep, like, having their little laundromat froyo dates, he's also getting really really into trying to be in the evil league of evil Mm -hmm. because bad horse is very very mad at him that captain hammer won so yeah um because like then comes the vlog where he's like i'm gonna rob a bank or something i don't know what he's trying to do and then uh he is thwarted by both the lapd and captain hammer because he put it on the vlog first and so then his shots for the Evil League of Eagle are not looking good. So then he gets a notice from that horse that basically, unless he's going to assassinate someone, he's not going to get in. And he's like, oh my god, that's that's a lot. Yeah. It's like, even for me, who is uh, I'm who, a horrible person. PhD in horrible PhD in horrible. <laughs> that's a little much. Yeah. I was actually curious about this, so I looked it up. And it turns out you can get a degree in horribleness. They actually have it at most schools. It's called a business degree. Um, what next? So, uh, Captain Hammer and Penny are, like, kind of dating now. It's unclear the passage of time in this. It seems like it's been, I don't know, a week? A week. I would say a week. (laughs) Say a week. (laughs) They show up at the laundromat. This scene is important. Is it? Yes. I'm not sure if it's important. Um, well, they show... Uh, so, uh, Penny shows up at the laundromat, and well, Captain Hammer shows up. Well, Penny and Billy are already there. Oh, yeah, and then Captain and then Hammer Captain... shows up. And, yeah, because she's talking about Captain Hammer, and she's like, I thought he would be kind of cheesy, but I don't know. I like him. And you're like, why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and she goes, oh, I'd love for you to meet him, which is weird to say. Because I'm like, you two aren't friends. You don't know each other. Mm-hmm. Like, he gave you Froyo once. Why do you care about like his opinion on your boyfriend? I don't know. I just I thought it was weird. So Captain Hammer shows up. And <laughs> Dr. Horrible's trying to be like, you can't see me. Because uh, he doesn't want him to know. And at first you're like, Captain Hammer, are you really that dumb that you don't realize? And it seems like he is. It's believable. <laughs> it's believable that he really has no clue that Billy is also Dr. Horrible, because Penny also doesn't know that Billy is also Dr. Horrible. Well, she hasn't seen Dr. Horrible. I mean, she, like, did. Okay, she was she there. Was, she wasn't she was paying there. attention. <laughs> she was blinded, but... Yes. Um, apparently lots of things gonna go unnoticed. That's <laughs> all we're saying. It's very over the top. <laughs> like... The level of realism is non-existent in this. It's just like, just like what you have to go, okay, all right. (laughs) Um, So then Penny leaves, and then it's just Captain Horrible and Billy Mm -hmm. there, and he goes, oh, hey, doctor, and you're like, oh, he knows. And so then he realizes that uh, Billy has a crush on Penny, and then is like, I'm gonna fuck her because you like her. Get wrecked. And Billy gets wrecked. 
But that's not the line. What's the line, Mia? It's like, I'm going to give her the hammer tonight. Pause. By hammer, I mean my penis. Iconic. Iconic. <laughs> like, you were, like, thank you, Captain Hammer. We really... You're like, whoo, all right. We really didn't need that. You Like, you know he's about to say... The best moment in that is, like, he says that line, and you're like, oh, please don't elaborate. And he, like, starts to elaborate, and he makes that dramatic pause, and you're like, you you're really like, don't off, need talking. to say it. And then it's just, like, it's such a, like... Full, like, you're like, wow, I knew that was going to happen, and mm-hmm. it didn't need to happen, but it also really needs to happen, but just, like, why? <laughs> it's just a very full circle so, moment. Oh, and so somehow at this point, um, Captain Hammer has secured... The whole thing Felicia Day was trying to do is uh, get some building they're about to tear down to not tear it down and convert it into, like, a homeless shelter. Yes. So then Captain Hammer is like, you know what? I did it. All they needed was me, and... Then they agreed to, like, do what you wanted. And she's like, thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, Felicia, stop. Um, oh, bye, Felicia. Soon enough. Ah, Spoilers. Spoiler alert. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Woo-hoo. Um, <laughs> so then there's, like, some... I don't know what to call it. Like, some announcement meeting... They're all in an auditorium. A ceremony. Yeah, and the mayor's like, you know who I love? You know who I want to kiss on the mouth? Captain Hammer. And then Captain Hammer shows up and he gives just a rousing speech that starts off with him looking at index cards. And he just goes, I hate the homeless. (laughs) And then flips to the next index card and he goes, listen, problem in this city. And you're like, whoa. (laughs) Crazy. Like, like, wow. Like, did did Donald Trump's speechwriter do that one? Ouch. It's, oof. Uh, There's such a big pause in between. And you're like, damn. (laughs) Here we are. (laughs) And then, but then he's like, ditches the index cards. He's like, you know what? I don't need them. I don't need them. (laughs) And he starts singing a song. Um, what song is that? Everyone's a hero. Everyone's a hero. In their own way. Um, but mainly he's the hero. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's a hero in their own way. You and you and you and mostly me. Yeah. And not you. He says that a couple <laughs> times. A couple times he points to people and go, not you. Yeah. Mostly me. Mostly me. Yeah. It, and reminiscent me- of, what's that song in Book of Mormon? It's, I think it's like Andrew Randall's character. He's like, I'm awesome and you're not, but I'm good. You know what I'm talking about? I would need to hear it, but yes. Oh, let me pull it out of my brain. Um, you know what? I don't know. I don't know what it is. Okay, we'll look it up later. Yeah, I figured it out. It's a you and me, but mostly me, from the classic smash hit, A Book of Mormon. But in this moment, as he's giving this speech, you see Penny start to, like, have a moment where she's, like, because he pushes her aside. Like, he's up there giving her his speech, and he kind of, like, shoves her off to the side, and she's like, wait, this is my homeless shelter. And he also, (laughs) 
says, and like, like, this issue was brought to my attention by my very serious, very long-time girlfriend, <laughs> Penny. And she's like, uh. And he's, he's like, like, wave, Penny, wave to them. And she's like, uh. And he's like, yeah, we're totally banging. Yeah. <laughs> and she's p- clearly very uncomfortable. And then and she d- <laughs> gets a little upset, kind of lurks away from the stage and into the back. Starts to realize that he's kind of a big cock. Which is interesting. Big hammer. Cause, <laughs> cause he's, Knee slapper. He's talked this way the entire time. Yep. So I'm like, okay, all right, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Dr. Horrible shows up. He freeze rays the hell out of Captain Hammer. And you're like, damn. Yes. Is he finally going to have a success? Because in this meantime that he was so humiliated by Captain Hammer being like, I'm a fuck penny. That he would, he went all horrible. He went full on horrible, and he's like, "Okay, okay, like, I'm ready to murder right, someone. I will kill. <laughs> I will kill. I will kill you." And so he shows up with his freeze ray, and he freezes C- Captain Hammer, and then he looks around right before the big ending note of the of the song. That's critical. Oh, oh yes. So what is that? Um. Anyways, but yes, yeah. he's in the middle of his final note, and Dr. Horrible freeze raises him, so he's, like, frozen with his mouth open, ready to, like, you really know, really, cl- really <laughs> finish that song, and Dr. Horrible looks around, everyone's cowering in fear, and then the lights dim, and he goes into his evil song, and he's like, oh, like, this is my moment, and he looks around, and he goes, oh, good, Penny's not here, but... Penny, Penny is, is there. there. She just wandered off the stage, remember? Because she was like, oh, like, Captain Hammer's kind of a jackass. So she's yeah. just back in the corner. As soon as he says, ah, oh, thank goodness Penny isn't here to see this, it just cuts to her, it like, peering behind Penny, some chairs in the back of the auditorium. And she looks up and she's like, oh my She's like, God. what do you mean? Penny is here. <laughs> and realizes, yes, it is isn't. She fact. realizes. Um, so then he fully gears up to, like, Death Ray, Captain Hammer, and him. And then, like, his freeze ray malfunctions, and he looks back and goes, oh, that's not good. But this whole song is fantastic, because he's it's walking around song. with the, like, freeze ray, and he's, like, shooting it into the air, just making everyone scream, and he's, like, really living his best horribleness mm-hmm. life. Oh, and something I noticed is there's a reporter who never stops taking notes the entire time. Oh, never gets out of her yes. seat. Yes! Just... Yes, she does! <laughs> and he, like, a few times goes over and he's like, write that down. I know, he walks he's over like, and he's like, he's it's like, horrible with two R's. And I'm like, how would she not know? <laughs> horribleness? Yeah. Like, giving... I just think it's so funny because he leans over and looks at it as if, like, she's already done it wrong. And I'm like, what kind of person does not know how to spell Horrible. What kind of reporter? I don't know how to say horribleness, so... I mean... We know how to spell it. I guess so. Yeah. We all know how to spell horrible. Well, maybe he was being considerate. In that moment, he's like, this lady is probably terrified. Did you hear his tone? It was not considerate. (laughs) That's true. It's true. true. But as he's doing this, he's like having his moment, living his best, like, evil life. He's like, I'm doing it. This is Mm -hmm. it. And then he's ready to take that final shot. And that freeze ray, oh, which he has now turned into the death ray. I guess they might be two different rays, because the freeze ray is, like, up above in the back, and then he's holding something different in his hands, I think. Ah, yes. So maybe you, he turns something else mm-hmm, into the you death You are ray. right. So he has the freeze ray... In the back. In the back, which is shooting a constant beam onto uh, Captain Hammer to mm-hmm. keep him frozen. And he's walking around with the death ray, which yes. just, like, explodes things into mm-hmm. the air. And so the freeze ray stops... Freeze ray stops. Oh, well, okay. So it stops. 
and Captain Hammer comes out of his freeze and finishes that note. Yes. That he didn't get to finish. <laughs> he really, and he, like, he was like, he, ah, that felt good. Like He, he makes a real... whole meal out of it. Mm-hmm. And then he basically, like, takes uh, Dr. Horrible's death ray, like, pushes him on the ground, and Dr. holds Horrible it to his chest, like, and he's like, fuck, oh. I wasn't ready for this, I'm I frozen know. now. He's like, oh, please don't, please don't do this to me. And Captain Hammer, showing absolutely no mercy, um, like, pulls the trigger, and you're like, no, not Neil, we love Neil, Mm -hmm. even though he's the villain. Classic. Um, but then, his death ray doesn't work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Why would it? He's not very good. We just saw that his freeze ray didn't work, you know? Yeah. Um, but basically it explodes, Mm -hmm. and... The shrapnel. The shrapnel, well, a little bit of it hurts, um... Captain Hammer. He gets like a baby. He gets a, like a baby. He gets a, like a scratch it's, and he like runs away crying. Yeah, like, like looking he's at like him, damaged. you can't tell what got hurt. Yeah. <laughs> and he just goes, Is this pain? And like <laughs> lays down and cries. And you're like, Oof, bye. Yeah, and shrapnel goes everywhere and Dr. Hortable is untouched and you're like, Oh. Happy ending. Happy, like everything's gonna be okay. I mean, his mission still failed, but mm-hmm. everything's gonna be okay. But as we said, foreshadow <laughs> and then it cuts to penny and she's on the side giant thing sticking out of her chest <laughs> like hyperventilating <laughs> like a giant like blood like just lots of blood and a shrapnel sticking out of her chest and dr horrible sees her and goes over there and like caresses her dying body and he's like oh no and I don't remember what she says. Does she even say anything before she, she dies? She does say something before she dies. Is it meaningful? No, it's dumb. Um, <laughs> he goes like, oh my god, it'll be okay. Like, we're gonna fix this. I'll save you. And she goes, don't worry. Oh. Captain Hammer will, like, save everything. And you're like, what? Yeah. And then she's dead. <laughs> so, like, meaningful in the fact that, like, oh, you just reinforced this very stupid character of yeah, dumb, like, damsel in distress. But not anything actually meaningful. But then she literally dies. And then he sings. He picks up her body and kind of walks around with her. My favorite. Okay, my favorite song of this entire thing. He starts singing um, like his very dramatic, like emotional and evil. Like he turns full evil here. And he's like, the first line is everything I want, the world lying at my feet. Quite literally, because he murdered someone. So, yep, manslaughter. Important. He was trying to murder someone. He accidentally killed someone else. Well, the point is, he killed someone, so... I don't think it'll hold up in court. That's all I'm saying, Mia. <laughs> well, bad horse ain't got no morals. So, he killed someone. So, he gets into... <laughs> the evil league of evil. Evil league of evil. But he evil also... Evil. I really can't speak. Eagle league of eagle. I can't... Kegel, kegel, kegel. Kegels, kegels, So, he gets into the... E-L-E. The E-L-E. E-L-E. But at the same time, he kills... Um, the love of his life. The love of his life. He does. That they bonded L-O-H-L. over so much. H-L. <sighs> um, <laughs> and, like, right after, you're like, oh, she's dead, dead. All these, like, newspaper things come spinning, and one is, like, uh, Captain Hammer's girlfriend, dead. And you're like, okay, makes sense. Because usually, um, when, like, a woman... Well, just they always go with, like, the more famous person. They're like, this person, and then, like, famous guy, 
their wife, girlfriend, whatever. Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, she had a name too, but whatever. And then it doubles down on that by saying, like, oh, what's-her-name was killed. Like, literally, what's-her-name? And I'm like, yes. Oh, I missed (laughs) that one. Because then it, like, doubles down on it. So it's like, I don't know, it's not enough. Like, this movie obviously plays into a lot of the, like, archetypes and stereotypes of, like, superhero stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, to the nth degree. It just, like, takes it to another level, which is, like, fun. Um, But it's not enough to just, uh, like, do the stereotype and be like, get it? We're making fun of the thing by just doing the thing. Mm -hmm. Because unless you're taking it to another level and, like, commenting on it in some way, you didn't do anything. You're just doing the trope again. Yeah. And I think uh, this, like, goes in and out of, like, doing that well. Yeah. Because it's so, it's really, it's like, a lot of things are so cringeworthy, but that's what makes it so It's so over the top, and it, like, knows, everyone knows that Captain Hammer sucks. Yeah, like and everyone obvious. knows that, like, Penny is... Nothing. Just <laughs> damsel in distress, wants to be saved, has no substance, but just, like, that yeah. beautiful, kind girl that... The girl next door that you want to fall in love with. Yeah, and even her... all Every time she sings, it just annoys me so much. Oh, it's such all that, All her like, songs are so annoying. They're so wispy. She's they're, like... That, like, very, like, soprano, like... Yeah. Yeah, but, like, it felt bad, like, um, bad, like, I don't delicate be, soprano. I don't want to be mean. It felt like a, like, freshman high school soprano where they're like, ah! <laughs> it did. Like, her singing isn't, like, bad, really. It's fine. It's not good. It's not, okay. It's not great. It's not great. It's not my favorite thing. It's hard when you're, like, yeah. the men are getting, I think, better songs mm-hmm. with a lot of a lot more power behind them and seem to be better singers. So <laughs> Yes. That's tough. Um but all her songs it's just I don't know, every time she sang, it just like doubled down on the fact that she once my friend described Jeb Bush as a wet piece of bread. You know? Okay. Ooh, Jeb. Yeah. yeah. Um and that's kind of <laughs> what Penny is. What piece of bread? She's bringing yes. nothing to the table. Yeah. Um, what else was I going to say? Oh, the ending. When at first she's like, don't worry, it's fine. I thought it was going to turn out um, like the end of Little Shop of Horrors. Do you know the end? Can't remember. Okay. Um, well, Big Bad Plant wants to eat and kill everyone. It. I don't remember how it gets Audrey, but she's dying. Yeah. She's like amidst the plant. It's over for her. And Seymour's like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. She's like, don't worry about it. She's like, it's fine. I love you. Goodbye. And I'm like, it is not fine. <laughs> You're dying because of this idiot man. Doesn't oh, matter yeah. if he named, like, his night, his plant after you, because the plant's killing you now. And I thought it was going to be like that. I thought it was going to be like, no, don't worry. Bye-bye, Billy. Good night. <laughs> But then it's just, Captain Hammer will be there. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, and it's just that really tragic moment because he just realized, again, you never had the, a chance, world, <laughs> the world that the, everything he wanted is lying at his feet. Yeah. Literally, the evil league of evil, but also the dead Benny. love of his life. Um, <clears throat> oh, so then, like, during that last song, there's a little bit of a montage, and basically everyone loves him now. He is, like, big in public favor. Earlier, uh, there were, like, these three little, like, 
fanboys of uh, Captain Hammer, and they've mm-hmm. all switched teams. They all, <laughs> they yes. have their Doctor Horrible merch on. They they love them. And Captain Hammer's in a lot of therapy because he's in a lot he of got therapy. an ouchie. You got an ouchie one time, <laughs> and he just like can't stop crying. Yeah. Um. So then it shows uh, Doctor Horrible kind of like robbing a bank half heartedly. Like, he doesn't seem like he's really in it, but it's, like, really easy now for him to do. Yeah. And then he enters the Evil League of Evil, which apparently has a physical headquarters. So he's there. And a round table. A yeah. A table. It's, like, a long table. Yeah. And then he walks in and you see Bad Horse at the head of the table, who is a horse. It's literally, yeah. It's just a horse. It's a brown horse just standing there. They don't give him an eye patch or anything. It's just a horse. <laughs> oh, and there's also, um... There's a couple other, like, all when you look around the table, you're like, oh, is that, what's the, the, red, uh, the traitor? Benedict uh, Cumberbatch. No! No, <laughs> Benedict not Benedict Arnold! Yes. Benedict Cumberbatch. I'm pretty sure he's sitting at that table. <laughs> There's someone in a red coat with a wig thingy, and I'm pretty sure that must be him. <laughs> um... There was a couple interesting characters. I was looking at the credits, and I think there's also supposed to be, like, Thomas... I think Thomas Jefferson's supposed to be there. (laughs) Um, I also think, like, an evil David Bowie is at the table for some reason. Yes! (laughs) Yes! There's, like, lots of random ones. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah, and then, like, the last line of it... What is the last line? I know the last word is fine. Because he's like, everything, he's like, ah, the world, blah, and you see him, like, succeeding, but it doesn't seem like his heart's really in it, because you're like, but he loved this girl so much, but, like, because she died, he gets everything he wants, Yeah. except for her. And it cuts to, like, he's, they're showing all this thing, and it cuts to a final scene, just clip of his face doing a vlog. I think it's, I won't feel a thing. Yes. I think that's what it is. Yes, that's what it is. Yes. And the rest of it is, like, really sung except for a thing. And a thing, and he just goes, a thing. And it, yeah. like, cuts back to the vlog, and he's just, like, looks sad, and you're like, oof. Yeah, because right before that, he was entering the evil league of uh-huh. evil. And he goes, and I won't feel cut. A, a thing. thing. And that's it. <laughs> the end. Okay. The end. Um, okay, so, um, let's talk about the bad horse chorus. They appear, like... Two times with a song, one time just in the ELE. We gotta, like, play the songs or something, because I can't, like, I don't want to badly sing it for them. I think we should. It's like, Bad horse, bad horse, he's a horse. Um, he read your letter and he's See, giving you like, a chance, he's a horse. <laughs> this is exactly what I meant about the bad singing thing. So, why don't we pull up some of the songs? <laughs> that might be beneficial. Um, so they're fun. They're three guys who just pop out of nowhere. Like, in the we lab. got your letter, da-da, da-da-da-da-da, something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. And they're voiced by the Whedons. Bad Horse Chorus, here we go. Here we go. Oh, they're voiced by the... Oh, I see. Yeah. He rides across the nation, the thoroughbred of sin. He got the application that you just sent in. It needs evaluation, so let the games begin. A heinous crime, a show of force, a murder would be nice, of course. Bad Horse, Bad Horse, Bad Horse is bad. Alright, we get it. Yeah. Um and then after that is Penny's first garbage song, which I hate. She's like, Does anyone wanna help the homeless? 
That's not how it goes. I don't think we need to listen to that one. We can skip it. Um, you ever gotten reeled into talking to those people on, like, the street? Yes. Or the, oh, I it's do so... all the time. I, I accidentally gave money to Greenpeace for months. Oh, <laughs> I boy. Know. Oh, yikes. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, they need the money. And my boyfriend looked at me and he goes, not your money, though. And I go, you're right. <laughs> I don't have the money for this. That's true. Wait, which one's the laundry song? It's, oh. the fir- it's my freeze ray. It's the first one. Oh, is it? Really? Yeah. Oh, yes, it is. I forgot. It's not actually called Laundry Day. Even though it should be. Yeah. And the, like, intro is just, it's a, the classic empty leading, because it starts with, like, the pop 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 as he's still, like, finishing dialogue. Laundry day, see you there, under things tumbling. Wanna say, I love your hair, here I go, mumbling. With my freeze ray, I will stop the world. <laughs> yeah, so that's um, a good one. That's the gist of that. Um, my favorite is when he actually, like, kind of talks to her, and he goes, I love your hair, and she goes, what? Yeah. Because <laughs> they're, like, ten feet away, and he yeah. goes, I love the air. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, a man's gotta do, so this is the toxic masculinity song when he, uh, when he stops the Wonder Florian mission. So this is Captain Hammer. <laughs> Did you know um, the Whedons also did all the music for this? Composed and wrote the lyrics? A man's gotta do what a this is our boy Neil. Do. He's evil. Yes. <laughs> you can, you can hear the evil the in, those in the instrumentation. Right? <laughs> don't worry. We'll have Captain Hammer turn this song around in a minute. <laughs> Here he comes. They're gonna overlap and he's just gonna boom. My wish is your command. Like, Stand back, everyone. Like, Nothing here to see. Just in and a danger in the middle. It makes you want to wave a flag. Yeah, it becomes much more of like a march here. <laughs> As opposed to like twinkly little evil spiders. Expertise. <laughs> I'm gonna skip. Everyone's a hero. We talked about that. We talked about that. Um, you know what I want to talk about? When I was looking up, like, reviews of this, I stumbled upon a website called Common Sense Media, which I guess is supposed to, like, if you're a parent, give you an idea of how, like, appropriate it is or, like, what you need to look out for mm-hmm. and what age range it's good for if you have kids. Um, and <laughs> the first, like, two or three parent reviews are so angry <laughs> and it's so funny. <laughs> Quote, we found this offensive, inappropriate, lame, and boring. Because <laughs> apparently this website had rated it appropriate for, like, kids 10 and up. Oh. Which well, may be a little low. Yeah, I would say, like, 13. Yeah. There's a there's a penis joke. Yeah, oh, but... PG-13. 
Yeah, and then, then they're like, is there a different version of this movie? Because the version I watched was PG-13, or R. And, like, that was not an R rating. not R. <laughs> not you by also any means. have to understand your demographic. This is definitely made for, like, all the musical theater geeks in the world. Yeah. It's, like, all the stereotypes in musical theater. Mm-hmm. Very um, well. And then, <laughs> so that was under the parent review section. And then there was a section for kids' reviews. And I was like, let me see what the kids had to say. And they all had a great time. They all loved it. And then I scrolled to the very bottom, and there's a one-star review. <laughs> And it's titled, all, all lowercase, I have found what I was looking for, three exclamation points. Okay. One star review. And then the review is, I, capital I this time, have found what I was looking for, three exclamation points, thanks, end parenthesis. And then on the left, I see, <laughs> it was written by kid, zero years old, <laughs> June 5th, 2009. And I don't know why that makes me laugh so much. But I just don't know what to do with that information. <laughs> There's a lot of, to unpack there. Kid zero years old, I have found what I was looking for. But one star. <laughs> one star! So what are you looking for? Are you looking for... Is he? Is this like Dr. Horrible's reincarnation? I have no idea. He's oh. like looking for inspiration to get into the evil league of evil? I don't know. I have no idea. Um, oh, some demographic things I noticed. So, he mentions the LAPD. It's set in LA. If the LAPD is gonna be there, you know? Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, which is interesting, because everyone is white. Mm. Everyone. I saw a couple people in the background, they don't speak. Mm-hmm. Um, the only person who's not white who gets to speak, um, is one of, uh, Captain Hammer's, like, fanboys, fan and she's yeah. like, I love him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who is also one of the writers, Marissa. That's her. Oh, the wife. Yeah. The wife. Interesting. Um, okay. So, that's something to take note of. Because, <laughs> hmm. like, I get it's a small cast, but even in the background, like, there were news anchors, there were, like, fans. There were, I saw, like, one guy in the auditorium... I saw, like, one homeless guy. They didn't get to speak, though. So I was like, okay, all right. I don't know what, like, really white L.A. this is. Good. Um, Also, does not pass the Bechdel test. Of course it doesn't. I think, like, the only women that speak (laughs) are, like, Penny, who I don't think ever speaks to another woman the Mm. entire time. Um, There are, like, the two girls, like, fangirling about Captain Hammer, except they're only... Yeah. Talking about him. Um, I guess they, I guess at one point they're talking about, um, his new girlfriend, Penny, and they're like, I heard she doesn't eat meat. We have a problem with her. (laughs) Which is funny. So I guess you could consider, but that's not them talking. That's not two women. Also, they don't have names, so screw it. Yeah. They only don't have names. They're only talking about her because she's related to this guy, and they're not having a conversation. They're just singing forward. (laughs) That's true. And then there's one lady newscaster who doesn't talk to another woman. Oh, it another just woman. writes and just writes things. I'm not talking about her. Um, there's a person oh. who, like, actually is, like, reporting. Okay. I don't know. She's at a desk. She doesn't do much. Well, the lady who just reports things, she just gets She does not say around. anything either. She does <laughs> say anything and then just gets bossed around by Dr. Horrible, so. Yeah. Um, so just something to note. <laughs> um, and it, like, does like, attempt to, like, subvert the superhero genre by, like, making the good guy, quote, like, annoying and the worst, and the bad guy, like, you're kind of rooting for him, even though you're like, uh, mm-hmm. he's still... Because <laughs> he at least has more substance than 
any other of the other characters. Yeah. So definitely Penny has the no substance. Do the other characters have substance? Captain Hammer has also no substance. I feel like he has more of a personality, though. Or maybe it's just a bigger personality. He has a bigger personality. He's There's... louder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Louder doesn't mean you have more to contribute. <laughs> no. He has nothing to contribute to the yep. discourse. <laughs> yeah, but really. Um, yeah, I'd say Dr. Horrible is the most complex character, for sure. And he's, mm. like, our protagonist, so I get it. And it's only... The whole, whole thing's, like, 42 minutes. It was yeah. uh, made in, like, three little chunks of, like, 14 minutes each. Mm-hmm. But still, even in that time... Like, I understand that Captain Horrible... Not Captain... Fuck. It, we're get, <laughs> it's all hard. Getting, everything's confusing um, now. Captain Hammer is supposed to be, like, super shallow. I don't know. I feel like I get more from him than I do from Penny. Because from him, you have, like, oh, my God, I'm so hot and strong. I love myself. I think I'm an amazing superhero. I, like, only save women because I want to have sex with them. Um, and he has, like, a vendetta against um, Dr. Horrible, and there's, like, a lot of tension there. And I feel like you don't get anything from Penny. Anything. <laughs> Except the pretty face. Tag. Except she's pretty and she wants to help the homeless. I don't know. I don't know. She's not bringing anything to the table. Except, yeah, determining the plot line, but... Kind of. Yeah, no, if you took her out of the plot, that would be bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, it would make a significant difference, but... As a, as a I don't character... Know, she's a barely written character, and if they wanted to, like, lean into the trope of, like, just damsel, like, ah, blah, mm-hmm. then they could have done that to a greater extent, or, like, commented on it in some way. Because I feel like they just did the thing, you know? Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess I feel like the only, like, real, like, wow, like, there there was really no hope for her was the, um, the comment about Captain Hammer will save everyone at the end. That's, mm-hmm. like, the real damn, but that's really the only moment. Oh, just a funny thing to note, mm-hmm. um, that we didn't talk about. There's a whole song where Penny and Captain Hammer are going on these dates, and Penny's just like, oh, wow, he's so great, and he's like, wow, I'm so great. And <laughs> in, the mean, in the background of all of these clips where they're on a date at the soup kitchen where she's helping the homeless, and <laughs> Captain Hammer's sc- looking at his soup and looking at these homeless people around him like, ew, you just see Dr. Horrible in the background with a very bad disguise on. <laughs> Every single one of the dates, he, like this one specifically at the coop- soup kitchen, he has a mustache on, and a hairnet, and he's just in the back scooping soup, just like directly in Penny's <laughs> line like of vision. At it. Yeah, <laughs> just like badly hiding and stalking all their dates. Also, dare I say it? Who goes on a date at a soup kitchen? You know, she really wanted him know. to help the homeless. I just... He was not feeling it. <laughs> I though. guess I'm overthinking it, but I'm like, you can afford soup. Get your own soup, Penny. Well, I think the point was she was there volunteering and she brought him along she was not volunteering she was sitting down she was sitting down eating soup she was sitting and then she walked around and just patted homeless people on the back and smiled (laughs) and they smiled back at her they're like thank you (laughs) thank you for eating that soup that we really wanted i don't know maybe her shift was over i don't know i'm just saying yikes (laughs) i don't know if she's pulling her weight (laughs) very true i feel like i had something else to say Oops, didn't record part of something. What are you gonna do? Anyway, so this is... I asked Mia what her favorite song of the show was, so we get into that. 
and something I noticed listening back, the song's called Slipping, and that first verse, a lot of S's, I believe that's what we call consonants. No, that's not what consonants is. You know what? I don't remember what it's called. Consonants is when you do alliteration, but all it's like all consonants. Assonance is when you do it, but it's all vowels. This is something different. There's just a lot of S's in the middle of words. So listen for that. Pro tip. Recap. We were going to play uh, one of my favorite songs. We didn't. We talked about the song, but we didn't play it. It's slipping. It's where he gets all evil after he freezes. Duh. Captain Hammer, goddammit. <laughs> Look at these people, amazing how sheep will show up for the slaughter. Like you just imagine, like, tiptoeing no around. No one condemning you, lined up like lemmings, you led to the water. Alright, slaughter. Why can't they see what oh, okay. I see? Why can't they hear the lies? Maybe the fee's too pricey for them to realize Your disguise is slipping I think you're slipping Now that your savior is still as the grave You're beginning to fear me Like cavemen fear thunder I still have to wonder Can you really hear me? I bring you pain I think one of my favorite lyrics is uh, in the song Brand New Day where he's like he's so excited he's like really amping up his evilness and he's like oh my god Penny just wait till I hand you the keys to a shiny new Australia Right. and at first I thought I must be hearing it wrong and I'm like no no he you just know, he's gonna buy her Australia that's definitely the lyrics uh, they're on fire Mia well I don't I heard there was rain, but... Oh, Australia. Australia. I heard we're on fire, and I looked at the candle, and I was like... We're on fire. There's a candle in this room. There. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but no, okay, Australia's on fire. You know what's yes. crazy? Um, a woman just selling, like, nude pictures of herself raised more money than Jeff Bezos donated. Yeah. Interesting. And then she was disowned by her family. Yep, and got, like, banned off of all, like, social platforms. Just kind of messed up. Leave her alone. Yeah, for a good cause. I know. I think she raised, like, a million dollars. She did. And Jeff Bezos donated less than $400,000, which someone calculated to be, like, worth, like, three minutes of his time. <laughs> ah! Problematic society! Yeah. Okay. Toss me, I should have warned you about this, um, give me some kind of recommendation about an art thing, like a book or a song or a movie you like. Just toss us something. Oh, well, I mean, I already know you love this, um, so I was just like... It can be we... like for my five listeners. Oh, well, since we were already <laughs> talking about Dr. Horrible and uh -huh. just like making fun of musical theater... The next thing that comes to mind is Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Oh, Crazy is so good. So, like, you can do a whole analysis on That's a, any single it's episode. It's such a good show. Any, any song. And you know so what? So many good songs. Where this... I need to rewatch it. Yeah, where this... Uh, I, is it a show? Is it a movie? Whatever. Dr. Horrible is. Um, where it lacks in, like, diversity and, like, really commenting on tropes, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend does it. She does it well. She does it well. 
and they even change care actors. They do. They One of the main comment, actors. They even changes in the on middle. That. <laughs> They're like, yes, we did that, and we're just going to keep moving on and ignore so it. Because the character's name is Greg, and Rachel Bloom is like, doesn't Greg seem different, you guys? And everyone's like, no. <laughs> she's like, and no. she's like, I think he looks different. I really think that's someone different. They're like, no, that's Greg. They're uh, like, okay. But it's not Greg. It's Skylar Aston of Pit Perfect fame. Yes. Yeah. Um, let me think of something I would recommend. What am I reading right now? Oh. Actually, I don't want to recommend this one. I... I say, that's, that's very far away from what we're talking about today. <laughs> I know, I'm just thinking of, like, a book I read recently. Um, you know what, I will do this one. The book that's right in front of me is called Gender and Our Brains by Gina Rapon. Um, and it's, like a dense nonfiction book about, um, here's the subtitle, How New Neuroscience Explodes the Myths of the Male and Female Minds. Hmm. And it's already bringing in, um, just, like, poorly conducted research that's like, see, women be like this, and men be like this, and you're like, that's not how it be. But if that is how it be, it's not because of our brains. Yeah. Like, you are already, um being subjected to, like, so many messages from mm-hmm. such an early age that, like, shapes how you are. Yeah. You know? And how you view your place in the world. Also, if you're going off of, like, self-reported data, like, self-reports are, like, bullshit. It's bleh, whatever. And I'm horrible at those things. Yeah. Because you're like, I don't know who I am. I don't yeah. know what's going on. <laughs> what is my identity? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's bringing in a uh, fun fact. I think it's Sasha Baron Cohen's, I don't know if it's his brother, I want to say brother, but he has a relative named Simon Baron Cohen, who is, uh, like, doctor and, like, researcher in psychology. And so I've, like, seen his name a lot. I'm like, is this the same Baron Cohen? Because how many Baron Cohens can there be? Okay. They're related. Interesting. Yeah. She was ragging on some of his research earlier. (laughs) And I was like, get him. Yeah. Yeah. Mia, mm-hmm. where can the people find you if you want to be found? At an equinox. At an equinox. <laughs> God damn it, what is my life? Um, wait, why would I want to be found? Oh, on, like, the social yeah, media. Yeah, yeah. Social media is No, I'm very, not saying, like, give them your address. Thing. Um, <laughs> beware of that. social media. There was actually some comment I was going to... Oh, my comment was going to be about the fact that Dr. Horrible was blo- vlogging everything. That goes to show the dangers of technology and media. Does it? <laughs> I mean, he's also just really dumb. But um, if you wanted to find lots of public information about me, you just have to research my name. Because most of Research my, her name. Look my name up in Google. Research it. Go into JSTOR. <laughs> is public. But I'm on Instagram, at Mia Catherine. But it's not spelled correctly because I didn't know how to spell my name when I was little. So it's M-I-A-A. K-A-T-H-R-Y-N. There's not two A's in my name. There's just an extra A in all of my social media handles. Whoa, I never realized that. Mia with two A's, Catherine. Interesting. Yeah, that was a mistake. (laughs) And I just (laughs) rolled with it. That's funny. Are you, the thing you did for Senior Sim with, like, your website and Pilates thing, are you actually doing that? Um, not right now. I might, like, post 
Pilates videos on my own mm-hmm. Instagram. Mia teaches um, Pilates, among other many group fitness classes. Yeah, I also dance. She also dance. When I f- feel like I want to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, love, dance is a love-hate relationship. It's tough. When you're in college. Yeah. And a senior, especially. Yeah. Yeah. I went to my first dance class in a while on Friday, I think, and it was really nice. It was a slick two-hour ballet class. I have not been to one in a while. My but I, calves hurt for three days. <laughs> yeah, and so I'm teaching a dance class tonight. That counts. Yeah. Dance cardio. Dance cardio. Yeah. Okay, speaking of teaching classes, I have to dip my friends. Any final thoughts? Um, go watch Dr. Horrible illegally on YouTube if you're a musical theater geek and you haven't watched it so far, because if you haven't watched it so far and you're a musical theater geek, then clearly you are not a musical theater geek. Yeah. That's about it. And a lot of the songs reminded me of songs I've heard, like, in musicals, or, like, a certain genre, but I couldn't place it. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, this sounds like something. Yeah, that's kind of... They definitely... Musicals have their, like, song archetypes. Archetypes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Say goodbye. Bye. <laughs> goodbye. Oh, and another thing while I'm here, um, Ronald Wagan. Wild Wagan. <laughs> no, 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 no.